0: Welcome to uh, the City of Coal Lake's podcast, we're going to be kicking this off, uh, these shows, uh, myself, Mayor Craig Copeland, along with uh, the CEO for the City of Coal Lake, uh, Kevin Nagoya. We're probably going to do a few together and then eventually uh, branch out and bring in other councillors, people from the business community, uh, residents from Coal Lake, maybe staff uh, from different departments. But in the beginning right now, myself and the CAO are going to banter back and forth about the economy in Coal Lake, uh, taxes in Coal Lake, uh, what we see in the future uh, happening uh, to our city and and to um, how the provincial and federal uh, governments uh, influence the city and uh, just uh, big capital projects that are important to uh, keep moving this city forward. As a lot of people know city of Coal Lake over the last, uh, say, 10 years has really transitioned into uh, the community of choice up in the northeast Alberta. And so we're going to continue that momentum going forward and uh, lots of information to give the residents and people from outside of Coal Lake to learn more about our city. We're a city that's uh, really proud of the military. Uh, our armed forces here, Got the Canada's largest fighter base and we also have a a thriving oil patch uh, that produces over half a million barrels a day of of oil for the country, and uh, Coal Lake's sitting on arguably the best lake uh, in Alberta, and we're really excited about uh, what that lake offers, and so we hope you enjoy the podcast, and um, we'll be doing them every couple of weeks, and enjoy.
1: Chief Administrative Officer for uh, the city, Kevin Nagoya. Um, this afternoon, we're going to talk about uh, uh, the economy and how it impacts the city of Cold Lake. Uh, how it uh, impacts provincially and federally, and uh, and uh, and bring it back to you know what types of initiatives are are being currently being taken by the City of Cold Lake and uh, what we see on our radar from a perspective, and uh, and uh, that may differ from other people's, and uh, it's an opportunity just to talk and uh, have a casual conversation regarding uh, what's uh, what's happening, uh, Your Worship, you want to.
0: Yeah, welcome everyone. Uh, Kevin's job as a CEO is to make the mayor and council look good, so that's uh, the number one thing of oh his dear. job. Oh yeah. dear, oh dear. But uh, you know, we've seen a lot of growth uh, in in Cole Lake, uh, just like the rest of the province. Uh, you know, between two thousand and ten to two thousand and thirteen, we we certainly uh, saw a lot of growth in uh, both housing and in the in business, commercial, multifamily, also. So you know, right now with the economy, the way it, it is in our in our area uh, we're seeing assessments, uh, have gone down, uh, when we, we set the tax uh, rates, uh, we, we're noticing the assessments, uh, right across the board, uh, have fallen, and that's not surprising. Everybody that gets their, their notice has seen the house value drop, you know, probably at least a hundred thousand per home.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, actually a good point uh, assessment, your worship is, uh, is the value of your home and, uh, that everybody, you know, what does assessment means and, uh, um, essentially, it's the, uh, the value of your home, uh, market value of your home, and it's usually about six months in, in, in arrears when, when that uh, value is established. It's not as of, of uh, May, April, May of uh, the current year, but it's usually uh, December of the, uh, the previous year. Um, and uh, yes, exactly, the, uh, the values have gone down over the last uh, couple of years. Now, that being said, with the assessments going up, you know, previous to the last couple of years, um, the city of Cold tax rate has always gone down because there's we didn't you know if the city the mill Kodak, rate yeah the, the mill, mill rate, rate but people say tax rate some people say mill rate and um, different languages are used out there actually I think mill rate was the older language tax rate is the newer language no, it's supposed well, to be I'm by, old yeah. <laughs> um, but as the assessments uh, uh, went increased in the community uh, during the uh, very you know. A lot of growth period, strong growth period. If the city of Cold Lake maintained its tax rate, it would have brought in uh, more funding than what would uh, the budget really needed in order to balance and, and and deliver the programs of the city. So council went down the path of decreasing those taxes, tax rates, um, with the assessments rising. But of course, with the assessments falling by a hundred, you know, hundred thousand dollars, and some of these houses are, or, or, or the community in general, is seeing that average. Um, the tax rate just increases to maintain the same, uh, same ta- uh, generally the same taxes that are in the community. Now minus or with you know comments, sometimes we're at zero percent, sometimes we're up at about that two to three percent, but it hovers in around there.
0: Yeah, not like the old days before uh, three forty nine when when it was what nineteen percent, eleven and thirty percent. Remember we did the open house; yeah. uh, we had raised taxes by quite a bit. Uh, I think it was a thirty percent that one year, and we only had seven people at the open house. But, uh, you know, certainly the city uh, over the years, uh, uh, especially around that 2006 to 2009 period saw pretty aggressive tax increases. Uh, and it just sort of uh, led into the the you know the situation here where residential based assessed uh municipality and if, if it wasn't for th- uh, ID 349 and the extra money coming into our municipality uh the city would be in a would have would have been in a big big pickle that's for sure
1: well it, it's 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 a, and it's not only funding some operational uh services, it's significantly, uh, you know, all the infrastructure that has been built over the last uh, five years has been very significant. Um, you know, you've got the energy center phases, you have the artificial turf field that's coming online and um, yeah, no, that's uh you and know, all the undergrounds. Uh, yeah, yeah. Major yeah. city environmental, of- uh, projects have, uh, you know, city councils always taken a very uh, um, a broad perspective approach is, is is not only money funding uh, the Air Weapons Range money funding which is also referred to as ID 349 funding recreational programs but just as much as road and environmental sewer programs as well so yeah. um, very very significant. Yeah, we did a lot of
0: undergrounds uh, you know the plumbing underneath the city was pretty challenging it still is challenging in certain places uh, you know the city experienced a lot of growth when the airbase uh, came into the city Uh, Back in the day, and and then when the oil patch really started to boom, uh, you know, increased further. And you know, we're we're unique municipality, basically three communities into one, and we're spread out so broadly. We're like Nest Pass, um, and it has its
1: challenges that we we cover so much uh, from north to south, east to west. Yeah. So uh, back to the uh, economy, wise, uh, your worship, uh, your mind. uh, you know what are some of the challenges uh locally here um, that are, that are faced for the uh, community
0: well i think right now i mean great time to invest in uh in in business the 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 lease rates uh, and there's lots of options for people to set up business the problem really is 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 what what is the economy going to do going forward and really uh you know we see a really nice uh stability with uh with the air force uh you know the new fighter jet program will eventually Canada is going to be purchasing a new plane for the, uh, for the pilots uh, we desperately need that and when that new plane arrives uh, and gets purchased uh we know that there's going to have to be a major uh, uh you know reno on the hangars on the wings so i think that uh when you look out uh, in in the coming years uh, whether it's 2022 uh, or even sooner i think the uh the four wing coal lake is gonna see a massive uh infrastructure uh, money and so you, right now it almost feels like we're playing a waiting game for not only uh the federal government coming in for the new fighter jet program but also the oil patch and uh you know certainly uh everybody's holding their breath for the imperial oil um, expansion um, for the exxon to 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 proceed with funding for imperial oil to to kick off that project uh you know this is a this is a company that's uh, been in our community forever uh already pretty 160,000 barrels a day of oil and it's puzzling why when they want to expand their operations, they have to go through so many hoops and hurdles to, uh, to expand. And, and I think, you know, with the new government coming in, uh, uh, UCP government, I think they're going to take a real hard look at uh, these applications. I mean, Pure Oil filed in uh, March of 2016 and it took uh, over two years to get approval. And then we're seeing a recent uh, sort of uh, you know, somebody throwing a you know a ball in the ocean to try to delay it. And I, I think that uh, overall, um, this whole process has to be streamlined because uh, we cannot compete with uh, the Texas and the Pennsylvanias. Uh, in the United States where they can approve these applications so quickly. Uh, This is right now probably the biggest challenge here, not only in Coal Lake, but for the province,
1: is just getting approvals for uh, oil applications. uh, Because a lot of times uh, investment is by opportunity and by timeline right uh, the money may be here today but may not be here tomorrow um when uh, when i say money it's an investor coming into the community or coming into the province or coming into canada um you know at, at a local level you might have a person that may want to open up a you know a chain restaurant or something like that and they're interested but if you're if they're they're bound up in regulations and it takes them six months to a year to get in, well, that opportunity has come and gone, and their interest is not there anymore. So therefore, um, and the, you know, this this is the same issue that uh, the province of Alberta has, right, in terms of its regulations are uh, seems to be challenged with at times, and then federally as well. Yeah, I don't see how
0: why somebody like whether it's Imperial Oil or the others that are already well established, I mean that's the beauty of uh, up in this area is we don't have the real junior or or brand new oil companies kicking the tires here. These are well established companies being been here forever. And, uh, you know, why can't you do a 90 day turnaround on a, an expansion? Uh, it, it's just ridiculous. And, and we've got to get down to that level. And, you know, the Imperial Oil application, let's talk about that one. If it's a $1.5 billion or $2 billion worth of investment in the, in, into the area, you know that a lot of that money, I remember when uh, back last expansion, uh, when JV Driver was leading it here, uh, they were spending so much money in, in the community just on rent alone. And with all their employees. So, you know, we need a shot in the arm. I think that uh, if that application uh, gets announced for funding and moving forward, I think that's going to help in whether it's 2020 or 21. But we could certainly be in a perfect storm uh, where you could be having uh, that, you know, certainly we have a pipeline issue. Everybody knows that. So, uh, the beauty of our area is that Line Three, the line that goes uh, through the provinces uh, over to Minnesota, through uh, Saskatchewan, and then over to Manitoba and then down to Minnesota, that line uh, was delayed, uh, and so that hopefully is going to be up producing uh, fall of uh, this year. And then you've got the big one, which is the big straw, which is Keystone, and you know that one's been pushed back because of the environmental issues in the United States, getting up you know, approvals. Uh, so hopefully Trump is going to be able to push that one through too. If those two pipes, you know, between the two pipes, you're looking north of a million barrels a day of oil uh, new in the market. And so a lot of the oil that comes out of this Coal Lake Play will go down to Hardesty uh, from the pipelines from up here down to Hardesty. And so, you know, with those two big uh, pipelines there, I think are going to, you know, really be a big future growth for our area. Uh, And we haven't even really talked about Trans Mountain.
1: Locally here, uh, your worship, uh, in terms of uh, you said uh, you talked about building stats and stuff like that. Of course, when Jv Driver was here and the economy was strong, um, the City of Cold Lake implemented a uh, you know a multifamily rebate program and help uh, alleviate some of those. Uh, and those are you know initiatives that the that City of Cold Lake can uh, do um, in order to drive certain t- um, incentives in the community to to try to, to steer its economy to try to try to make sure that because uh, at that time uh, one of the biggest concerns were is that all of your uh, service industry workers were being pushed out of the community um, and in order to bring them back and we've seen that now of course uh, the economy also fell um, but um, you know the people that work in your, your your customer service area couldn't afford to live in the community so there were an exodus in the community and now you know at least uh, w- I think Cold Lake sits in a good position that it's ready to move forward with um, it's just an uh, pending on do we uh, the change in uh, and getting some projects approved in the in the uh, in the community or, yeah. or, or surrounding area. I
0: think we're in a good spot right now. Rent is affordable. Um, but, it, you know, it won't take much for that capacity to be taken up uh, when the next uh, wave hits. And, you know, if, uh, you know, the UCP government, which, you know, I'm confident that they're going to be able to turn this province around. The problem really is, is that we're so tied to, to federal uh, issues. Uh, if we can get a pipe to the ocean. Uh, whether it's a trans mountain or um, or the Eagle Spirit one, um, or you know revisit the Gateway project or come up through Alaska, whatever proposals on the table, we got to get to Tidewater. Um, when if we can show the investor out there outside of Canada that Canada is changing and we're we're open for business, I think uh, right now you're starting to see signs of it uh, with the UCP government taking over. And, uh, I think, you know, our area will, will succeed eventually, but it's going to take time. We, we seem to be, uh, when they, when the oil patch is, is, uh, going downwards, we're one of the last areas to, to feel it. And then when it restarts again, we're one of the sort of the last ones to feel it, you know, to, to start to rise. But I think that, you know, things are going to pick up. I'm confident that, uh, uh we're going to get this province around, turned around and, and hopefully we get, get this country, uh, Going where resource projects are important, you know, Canada was built uh, on the resource industry, and uh, we've forgotten about it. And we've got to get we've got to get that back uh, focused. It employs so many people uh, in the resource sector, and uh, there's lots of people sitting at home wanting to work again. And uh, you know, we are a country that has resource rich. Uh, we do it smartly, environmentally. We're the leading edge in in the world. And I think we did a horrible job uh, back when things were really going crazy in promoting how strict we are with our environmental uh, policies
1: here in Alberta. And oil, compared oil to some of those yeah, down in the, down south of us uh, yeah. across the border, there's some pretty significant uh, when it comes to uh, you know oil uh, producing uh, environmental challenges south of the border.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, I've gone to the Dakotas and seen their operations, and I just. Uh, you know, you look at what they're doing, they're flaring right beside a residential uh, neighborhood. Um, you know, I think that we've got us, and I think that's where uh, Jason Kenney's messaging has come in, where, uh, you know, we, we are stewards uh, of of the world here and uh, the old companies, uh, I mean, we've seen it with uh, some of our companies where they don't want to put a work camp on their oil lease and say knock out five to ten acres worth of uh, timber uh, they'd rather put all the employees in our community, and, and we support that. And so uh, that's where that multi family incentive was to, to to sort of alleviate the pressure of the housing. And, you know, when the next wave comes, we're ready. I mean, our hotels here are being vacant for, you know, being really quiet all winter long. And, uh, you know, our council's being really supportive to try to. Kicking, you know, economic activity, whether it's the air show or hockey tournaments, to try to get people to stay in our hotels uh, and, uh, in, you know, get people spending
1: money in the coal lake. It's been a hot topic in, in in the council chambers on kind of any of the initiatives that are being sought by the community groups of what is the economic benefit and and how much is it uh, coming to your community. Of course, you also have the uh, uh, the business uh, incentive uh, retention and attraction uh, policy program as well. Um, to attract uh, new businesses or for businesses to expand, and uh, that uh, that program there for anybody in the community provides their rebate of uh, kind of their their increased taxes that they would see um, would be uh, in part uh, rebated back to the back to the residents uh, or the, the business uh, community. Um, it was a great uh, and, and a lot of uh, local businesses have already utilized that. Uh, that program um, to expand their businesses or new businesses coming into the community, and uh, you know, if you take that first year of taxes that you're 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 paying to the municipality and, those, and the city over five years gives gives uh, that kind of that part of that first year, most of that first year back to you as a, as, a, as a as a business owner. Uh, definitely is an incentive for them to uh, come to the community. Of course, when 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 businesses do come to the community, that's not usually the first question they ask, but it's one of the questions that they ask, and, uh, and uh, is what types of opportunities are, are 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 attracting for for the for businesses to come. Um, interesting on the building stats. I was just having a look of of course, uh, um, in uh, 20 uh, you know year to date. Let's just use uh, kind of the in that April May. Timelines, you know, you're sitting there around, uh, you know, in 2016, only $2 million worth of building permits. And um, 2017, uh, it was up to uh, or down to a half a million dollars. And then 2018, Back up to two million dollars. Looks like two, thousand seventeen was a really lull year, um, but you can see already that uh, this year uh, in twenty nineteen already up at about three million dollars, mm-hmm. exceeding all those numbers of a year to date type of uh, type of statistics. So it looks like we're up. And uh, when you look at the details, it's actually uh, non residential, or in other words, commercially driven. So they've got some businesses that are starting to starting to build or, or or renovate in their community stronger than it has been in the last three years thus far.
0: Yeah, and there's some great property for sale. I mean, a great location on the highway. So, you know, our, our doors are open and council's always been supportive of uh, giving a helping hand. And administration comes forward with some great ideas. And also the EDAC committee and, and the Chamber of Commerce always come forward with uh, ideas. One of the recent ones here is the uh, relaxing, let's just say, of the uh, parking downtown in both the south and the north to try to have it so that... Uh, if businesses are trying to sell or redevelop uh, their property, they're not really hung up by the parking uh, um, bylaws that we had in place, unless of course they're going to open up a, a restaurant that's got 150 more uh, seats than 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 they kind of look at parking there. But uh, we're trying everything we can come with. One of the great projects we did uh, over the last few years was, uh, you know, redeveloping uh, Highway 28. Uh, we we, uh, we make the, the city really looks great uh with the new design uh maybe a bit too many street lights but uh but that's life um but uh the uh, the south part of that leg of highway 28s are we got to figure that where that's going to be cash flowed but you know from the gestures the off supply store there uh fast gas area all the way to uh, the sales That'll be uh, the next big uh, twinning project. and and really, that'll finish off the the look of the city. It was a great uh, funded project. Uh, the The province came in with a lot of money there as part of us becoming a city. And so uh, it really uh, does uh, add a great feature. The twinning, it really uh, moves traffic really well. And you know you, you look at the old days when we didn't have twinning and and the the, the liability, if anybody got hurt, how hard it was just to move an ambulance or the RCMP uh, through our community. So that's really been a big one. The one that we're looking at right now, of course, is uh, is the airport, is uh, moving of uh, people on commercial air.
1: Yeah, when you uh, start talking about economic development at the uh, local or municipal levels, those are some of the key factors is, um, as you said, uh, I, you know, there's a couple of things, accessibility to your community. One of them being, uh, you know, highly sought or talked about was, you know, commercial air traffic into the community, um, for these, uh, businesses to come in and out and rather than, uh, you know, there seems to be some barriers um, associated with, you know, flying into in Edmonton or Calgary and having to drive in for, you know, when you're talking about franchisees and franchises, uh, it's hard. To, uh, accessibility starts to become one of the concerns. Um, you know, another one, as you said, you know, you start talking about Highway 28 twinning and stuff like that. The broader conversation of that in terms of a pillar of economic development at the local level is is ready ready infrastructure, ready lots, a place for somebody to build um, water and sewer and that's been a, a major investment of, uh, of, of, of the City of Cold Lake is, is trying to get making sure that it's infrastructure uh, um, we went through a time as you, as, as you recall is we were almost to a point of putting a moratorium on, on development permits because the, the infrastructure simply can't take it um, and I think you remember those times very strongly Of uh, and that was calling into question is the sustainability of the community at that time um, because if you can't issue development permits and your infrastructure can't take it and nobody can come to your community that was Oh, and, and now uh, now you're sitting at a, uh, with a tremendous investment, uh, uh, very much, much readier from a availability of the lots in the community on a residential side. Um, your commercial side, I think, can use a little bit of work still um, in terms of having some commercial areas ready, but there is commercial lots ready that wasn't here uh, many years ago sitting in a very positive position for the City of Cold Lake on a move forward basis. Yeah, uh, we need uh, Highway
0: 28. Uh- is one of the forgotten highways in the province. And when you travel around uh, Alberta and you come onto the Northeast part and you get on that Highway 28 and it's a goat path all the way to Coal Lake from Edmonton and you know that desperately needs to be looked at. It's really falling apart. It, it's, it's quite a shame that uh, the, the pavement itself is starting to fail. Uh, I think they've let it uh, go too long. Uh, they really need to start looking at uh, resurfacing it. Uh, here right away but also get in at least at a minimum passing lanes uh because you know basically got 300 kilometers of uh maybe less a bit less than that but of no no passing lanes and of course between here and Bonneville, we we know that there's some intersections that are just uh, very dangerous uh you know you look at casino Dene property and you look at ardmore Fort Kent interchanges uh this is uh needs to be looked at um and even highway 55 going to the uh, laacquarie from Coal lake um that that whole uh, highway needs to be resurfaced again. You know, you talk about a lot of heavy trucks uh, up here, uh, and a lot of traffic. And you know, we see that uh, even at the hospital, the amount of people that come to the Coal Lake Hospital Healthcare Center, uh, you know, to you know, the, it's more than just ko Lake residents coming here. And uh, we're a big catchers mitt for a big area and uh you know i think we're kind of being forgotten over here in this this ty- part of the province
1: yeah i think uh, and again the highway 28 uh, south of us to Bonnyville and all the way to you know to the edmonton area is it speaks to the infrastructure of accessibility uh, I, I think or one of the uh, late uh, premiers uh, you know said it was one of the that's a forgotten highway of alberta and uh and uh, probably the worst highway in all of alberta uh, and uh but yet, uh, you know, infrastructure investment now, at the municipal levels, uh, that's that's very much a provincial project, and uh, and I think. That has been one project that uh, a lot of communities all along the Highway 28 corridor, um, all the uh, mayors and elected officials have united in terms of trying to uh, lobby the provincial government. I remember at one point that I, I believe we're, we were on a capital plan list, but I don't think we're there anymore. It looks like yeah. we it, it's we're fallen backwards, enough. not 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 proceeding. Um, which is uh, quite unfortunate.
0: Yeah, like the You know, the province did a major investment on the interchanges. You know, and I realize that the interchanges around Edmonton and Calgary benefit Albertans, but it moves uh, Edmontonians and Calgarians around their community quite easily. And and so I think it's time that uh, the province had a hard look at this part of the part of the. You know, especially when you look at the generation of the wealth uh, that goes into the coffers of for all Albertans of uh, the oil patch that comes out of here, the amount of money. You know, just in the Coal Lake area, we're well north of uh, half a half a million barrels per day of oil. And so a lot of royalties going to uh, the coffers. And, and I think it'd uh, be nice to see some spend uh, on Highway 28. It's uh, like we always say, it's a forgotten highway and it really has fallen off the map. And and hopefully the uh, UCP government's going to have a hard look at, the, at that highway.
1: Yeah, for your local economy, when you look at the pillars and as we talked about infrastructure, you talked about uh um, having uh, availability and uh, yeah uh, incentive programs, and then the other one is is staffing kind of retention. That, that's that's actually been a major pillar as well. Um, and in terms of all of the analysis being done by uh, many municipalities uh, across Canada, across North America, for that matter um is quality of life is is key if if you don't have programming in your community you don't necessarily have the quality of life so therefore why would a business or people want to move to your community um uh, you know in compare in in contrast to other communities that may have types of uh, programming and that's been between uh programming and uh, and also youth has been a a major investment for 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 city council for that on a move forward basis oh yeah i think you,
0: you look at where we've come in in short order in 10 years uh, the city is just invested in whether it's FCSS parent link uh, to the uh, the energy center, which is Arguably, one of the best uh, when you look at Imperial Park, which encompasses the Energy Center, which is also includes a, a, a public high school and a and Portage College. Uh, the amount of recreational activity a, a, a person can have here in our community, and then you look at the MD of Bonneville with uh, with what they have to provide with Kinistus uh, Ridge uh, Ski Hill. Uh, you know, this is a this amazing spot uh, to raise a family, and we've always on council and administration. Uh, I mean, focused on the families, and I think our demographics uh, really show that. We're a young community, and people want to want to be here, and they want to stay here and raise a family. And, uh, you know, w- with the double rinks at the Energy Centre now, it plays well for future tournaments. Uh, we've got Junior A Hockey in, in town at Kicking the Tires. We've got a successful uh, Junior B uh, organization. And, uh, you know, I think Minor Hockey is seeing their, their growth of their – uh, their registration. I think it speaks to uh, the facilities, and uh, you know the uh, the new artificial sports field. I think that's going to be really exciting for uh, for youth sports. And uh, I think the yeah, CSS building's been yeah. amazing. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean the numbers are, programming. are off the charts, and so it's really is about the uh, the kids. You know, uh, the skateboard park was. Uh, you know, those, we call them one-off projects. Uh, you know, you come in and you can spend a half a million, a million dollars. And really uh, just you tr- attract uh, other kids uh, and adults that may not play that, uh, play all of the, say, hockey and baseball and all that. But skateboarding or, or biking is uh, another component. And so with the climbing wall at the energy center.
1: You get uh, a lot of uh, compliments from other uh, municipal leaders uh, and uh, and uh, government agencies, provincial government uh about how it's being done in Code Lake, um, yep. the FCSS, uh, the energy center, uh, all, all, all the programming. So even, even social programming, um, uh, FCSS, how it, uh, you know, one of the, the strongest, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, users and, uh, unique users, not just users, um, across Alberta per from a per capita basis or facility usage. And, uh, and, uh, very much, uh, the city of Code Lakes has received, uh, awards from different, uh, organizations about how it uh, steers the way and uh, uh, how it's doing it here in Cold Lake, and is very—it's very much kudos to to the organization, uh, to the staff, and to to council of uh, of the programming that is being done in a uh, for the community. Yeah, you
0: you look at uh, the Grand Center Golf Course and the, and, the, and the Cold Lake uh, uh, Golf and Curling Club. I mean, two fantastic courses uh, in in the community and area. Um, and then you got the course down in Bonneville. I mean, uh, you, know, you got three amazing golf courses. If you're a golfer in this area, you got you, you got a gr- it's great. You look at our marina. Uh, you know, Cole Lake is a, a jewel. I, I remember uh, Stephen Mandel always called Cole Lake the hidden hidden jewel. Nobody knows about, and it's really true about our community. You go on that lake, and you think you're in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you know, it's, it's so gorgeous and there's hardly any development on the lake. It's very unique. A lot of crown land. Uh, the city doesn't actually have a lot of waterfront. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, it's, it's a huge water, body of water that's got some pretty good fishing, uh, for especially for lake trout right now. And so, you know, it's an exciting place, uh, great quadding. Uh, we're very quad and snowmobile friendly community. Uh, and, uh, you know, May Lake Trail up north is a fantastic trail to really rough it out. And uh, a lot of people don't know, but the Coal Lake Motocross uh, has one of the toughest uh, motocross tracks in all of Western Canada. And again, that that was uh, created uh, through the city, uh, donated uh, some land to them and gave them a starting grant. And the non profits up and running, and just like the uh, the mountain bike park or the bike park that'll get built uh, south of the uh, east west of the museum,
1: they're they're forming up. and
0: that's going to be. I think that project uh, is going to probably take a year or two to get developed, but I think that's going to be pretty exciting. So it's all about the kids. I mean, you go uh, into uh, free transit. Uh, Council uh, is still supporting free transit, and a lot of people uh, push back on. You know, we should charge it. But but it really allows the youth of Coal Lake to really move around the community, so that mom and dad aren't aren't you know. It's ease of mind. You can put your your child on the transit bus with their with their bike or their skateboard park, and they go over to the park. and And the parents have a lot of confidence that they the youth are in a in a safe environment over well, there. It
1: opened up the community in terms of uh, you, even you know during the temporary foreign worker times of being able to not just live like right next to where they're working uh, is being able to pretty much live anywhere in the community, and and, and enhance the quality of life. Actually, we just spoke, speaking about not for profits and the organization is a key part of the economic development as well in the community. As you said, in being each in their own way, and 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 there's been a lot of success. uh, bringing, um, you know, economic opportunities. Uh, you know, you ha- you mentioned the motocross, uh, society, non-profit organization, you've got other ones in the community. Another one for, from the economy side just wanted to mention is, is, uh, is chamber of commerce. Uh, they do, uh, some programming as well in the community. They've got their the home and leisure trade show, uh, that's, uh, held annually. And then, uh, you know, I think they've got an upcoming one this year of, uh, of, a, uh, of a foodie, uh, truck on the beach type of uh, initiative. Mass, uh, yeah mass like a food festival I think that's those are great opportunities I think uh, and they in, in a lot of ways they assist the city of Cold Lake but on the uh, speaking the other side too is that they, they're good uh, opportunities to uh, bounce ideas off and be also critics of the city of Cold Lake too for uh, feedback with regard to its uh, business uh, initiatives as it affects uh, the businesses within the community yeah. um, they were a great within,
0: lobbyists uh, yeah. during the uh, sustainability to the city the chamber was one of the first ones to come forward and say you know uh, we just can't keep on going this way and really lobbied the province for a change uh, for the city of Coal so they deserve a lot of credit we work really good with them uh, but they're also uh you know, can be our, our biggest critic. So uh, we have a great relationship with them, and uh, yeah. and I think that's the right way to approach it. Uh, uh, council doesn't know all the answers, and and uh, and so having a chamber, a good strong chamber, provides a bit of balance.
1: I think the chamber, the chamber was also involved in the parking overlays now uh, in the in the community. And speaking, of what parking overlays mean when council, you mentioned it earlier in the podcast, uh, is the. Uh, um, the parking bylaw regulations now kind of are relaxed, so that way yeah, uh, well, not entirely festival parking, but uh, yes, very very much so closer, so that way your your businesses uh, that are smaller uh, that are down there, uh, you know, there's concerns that come up from time to time, quite frequently, maybe is the better word or description is uh, is trying, whenever a, 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 a change of use is downtown, it triggers the conversation about or the requirements of the parking bylaw, and then how does that, how does that get accommodated if you need a f- additional five stalls and you're pretty much built right to curb and uh, you know how do you accommodate those types of things are becoming entanglements in regulation so how do you detangle that and that's what council looked at in, in an engagement with the b- uh, business communities and, uh, and and the chamber of commerce to provide feedback and uh, one of the you know and in, in, in it came down to uh, uh, a regulation to d de- to to actually deregulate some of the requirements in the uh, in the uh, parking area not only that it was uh you know Ch- chambers already provided some comments the city of cold lake is in a business license review um because uh, you know we are during a uh, you know economic uh, development need and making sure that our, our business license requirements meets uh current today's needs and uh council has uh, had a look at that uh, issue uh chamber of commerce has provided some uh some uh, comments to that as well and i think uh i think that's positive getting some feedback and uh and and critiquing on on how we do business uh in the community as well yeah you know when
0: another thing that just recently happened was the annexation so the annexation of course is going to open up uh some new commercial lands for the city and so uh that'll be uh that'll be good to uh to also have other options for the new development in the city uh where they may want to locate
1: yeah i think uh, annexation was key uh that's actually a good topic your worship the uh um it's a 50 year outlook of uh of the city of cold lake of course uh um, the 50-year will include the development of a new intermunicipal development plan. I think the final negotiation with the MD of Bonneville uh, closed the gap a little bit to 25-year outlook of the actual land transfers that were there. And then another 25 years would be included in the IDP conversation, the, uh, which is under development right now. So uh, the City of Cold Lake will be, uh, uh, administration will be engaging its residents over the next uh, eight months on a new municipal development plan because we have these new quarter sections within the city of Code Lake, and then also uh, a new intermunicipal development plan which will be negotiated with the MD of Bonnyville. That's a very positive outlook because it's mixed residential. Um, one of the challenges I mentioned before is key is land development is one of, and the infrastructure associated with that is one of the key pillars for our economic development. And you know, we have a lot of land in the City called Lake still, quite a bit of inventory still in terms of uh, raw, um, undesignated uh, land that's not subdivided and not serviced at this point. Uh, some of those lands, you know, they seem to be generationally related. And uh, so we need, we need more options to develop in the community uh, to take some of those uh, handcuffs off.
0: Yeah, you know, like you know, the provincial budget will be uh, not released until the fall of this year. One big project that we're hoping uh, gets funding, of course, will be the Portage College expansion. So, you know, Portage is is that maximum space. Uh, you know, it's great to have a college in your community, and and we're. We like to work with Portage as much as we can. So we're really looking forward to that, uh, having that project get funded. It's a small expansion, uh, kind of repurposing of space, but a small expansion over there at the college that will allow them to do programming much more efficient, give the students an area to study. Uh, So you know, it's a small funding envelope, I think it's under $10 million. So uh, hopefully that one fits into the provincial budget because I think that's going to be a big shot in the arm. Uh, so that, that allows uh, there's a lot of growth opportunities for Portage, uh, and uh, you know they they service a big area of students come into the into the area, and that also helps our rental market. Those students are uh, that aren't from Coal Lake and uh, the area are also renting uh, the apartments and that uh, within the
1: community. I think um, the uh, the Portage College expansion can be found online um, in terms of its design uh, um, drawings uh, or concept, anyways. Um, if they receive funding, I think they would like to see this executed very quickly. As you said, it's it's maximum capacity right now. They they cannot, without doing some changes to their programming, they can't fit more students into that facility. Um, and in fact, actually, they're utilizing a city called Lake uh, room for classrooms now, just so that way we can help with uh, trying to get more programming in there. And uh, there is asks for uh, some expansion. So. Um, we, as the city of Cold Lake has met or we previously met with the minister of advanced education. Um, they're very supportive of the project and, uh, it's just a matter of following up, uh, on terms of phasing and funding, um, at this point, if, uh, if that can happen quick. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I think, uh, there is a whole bunch of other conversations that we, we hit today. You know, I think some people heard the, uh, you know the conversation surrounding id 349 cold lake air weapons range that's a whole probably podcast it's in itself shows. that's yeah we'll we'll have a conversation surrounding that probably have separate cuz we can go on for another hour on that one um, and have some fun with it, and uh, and specific actually programs and services. We, you know, I you know transit. Uh, talk about that in a podcast. We can talk about FCSS and the programmings that Got are there. Marine expansion. The marine expansion would be a great yeah, topic. a lot of questions uh, that time of the year. Yeah, time that, year, that time of, of year. Season. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, fishing regulations uh oh, fishing yeah we can blend that uh you know you know does the you do a fishing show yeah fishing show yeah yes uh, you know 75 centimeters is that uh you know or should it what, what should the new regulations be <laughs> uh but you have to be careful with that conversation sir right? yeah yep. yeah <laughs> your day job sir um but uh you know we'll uh We'll uh, follow up with uh, further conversations around that, and uh, maybe a podcast specifically around there. In terms of uh, you know, in terms of speaking that, if there's ideas that are out there, um, specific uh, topics that uh, people would like us to uh, speak to, and uh, you know, we're definitely open to uh, you know inserting those conversations just like this in a casual uh, way of uh, of talking about a, a question of the city, a program of the city, or elaborate on something. Um, we definitely uh, can do that. Uh, a method of doing that is uh, the City of Cold Lake's got a general email of which is received, which will kind of input into here, which is uh, um, a city at coldlake.com. Um, it, uh, it will be, those questions can be filtered through there and uh, put in there and we'll, uh, we will we can answer some of those questions in the in, in part of these uh, shows. I think that would work at eh, your worship. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is all about uh, council's vision to try to communicate more
0: and we're trying to... This podcast to reach out and uh, allow people, you know, broader subjects. Uh, we can ramble, you know, for 30 minutes, uh, and so uh, we're gonna keep on doing this. And you know, if you have any ideas for subjects, uh, please uh, email
1: us. Yeah, for sure. Right on, guys. That was fun. Right on.